0: Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio The Mighty 790 KFGO and I'm your host Doug Lear. The last shot. The last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Podcast Extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people in the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week?
1: Thanks, Doug. Chucking elsewhere around North Dakota, anglers continue heading to Devil's Lake. And while there is still fair to good walleye success, it can be mixed at time. Now, I guess considering we're entering into the traditional dog days of August, it could be expected. Slip bobbers are producing numbers of smaller fish, with spinners in deep water producing larger walleye. It's just that there's fewer of them. Jamestown Reservoir continues producing pike and crappie, while Lake Ashtabula anglers are still finding steady walleye and perch activity, and there's a few bluegill and crappie mixed in. Out west, the Missouri River tailrace remains slow from both boats and shore for walleye, with better success in the spillway channel. Try jigs and minnows or lindy rigs and nightcrawlers. Shore success also remains slow, with better activity at night, not hearing much overall from about catfish in the tailrace. The east end of Lake Sakakawee is producing some walleye along the flats in deep water using lindy rigs and nightcrawlers or crankbaits. Anglers could also try switching to minnows, but the best success remains with nightcrawlers yet. In general, the walleye bites tougher on Lake Skakwea, including around the midsection. But look for a bit of a salmon bite on the east end, with most fish in 80 feet over 150 feet. However, they're actually still scattered throughout the water column. Most salmon are running about 3 to 5 pounds. It's the time of the year when boaters, water enthusiasts, and anglers want to pay attention to water quality and the potential for blue-green algae, which can make humans and animals alike sick. It's quickly deadly for dogs as well. Don't forget, the North Dakota Game and Fish Department has pronghorn and tundra swan applications now available on their website, www.gf.nd.gov.
0: Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Here is a podcast extra.
2: And we're going to head out to Western Minnesota on this segment and chat with Jason Durham, Go Fish Guide Service. We've had Jason on our show multiple times over the past uh, dozen or so years, but it's been a little bit, so it good it'd be a good time to check in. How are you doing, Jason?
3: I'm really good because I... I'm currently out on the lake,
2: <laughs> which is pretty common for you in the summertime. In the in the in the spring, fall, and winter time, you're generally in a schoolroom because you're a kindergarten teacher. Thank you for it, it, that, it too, by the
0: way.
3: Well, thank you, but it doesn't. Uh, it, it cuts into my fishing time a little bit, but I still I'm out on the ice all the time spring and fall man two of my favorite seasons i pull my boat to school almost every day in the fall (laughs) do uh you know guide trips after the school bell rings but uh you know it really is two full-time careers so the big thing is i'm just never home you know and that's okay
2: when you teach all day and then go guiding isn't that like double dipping
3: (laughs) but you mean what i think what you're saying is I'm having fun teaching kindergarten and then that's I go right. and have fun on the water. double so That's, I'm that's in the exactly
2: fun yeah. what I was insinuating. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
3: So yes. In that, in that case, yes, I am.
2: You know, we could talk about all kinds of things with you. One of them would be what like Kyle just said is the teaching aspect of guiding because almost every guide I know is a great teacher, you know, and that's a part of a guide trip. When you hire a guide, you want to be taught. Most people, some people just want to go catch fish, but a lot of them want to learn how and, And with your background, um, you'd be good at it. But what we really want to talk about is multi-species fishing. You know, in our world, we kind of get insulated, you know, with me and Kyle and, and some of the people that fish a lot. And you hang out with people that fish a lot, and you think, well, everybody's a walleye guy. They don't want to go out and catch walleys, or they want to go catch bass. But there's so many anglers, and I don't know if it's 75% of the anglers out there in the world or 80% or whatever it is, that just want to go catch something. They just want to go out and catch a fish, whatever it is, and, and figure out so that they can have fun catching fish for the day. Am I wrong? Well, I'll
3: tell you this. I'll tell you this. There are a lot of people that call and say, you know, we'd like to go out and catch walleye, and you take them out, and you immediately figure out. We don't have to catch walleye. They, what they really want is the bend in the rod. And I don't think anybody would argue that anytime you're catching a fish, it's fun for yep. sure. Yep. But there is, there is, like you said before, there is so much to the day beyond catching fish. Most people, when they put fish in the box and bring them home to eat, and they harvest, or uh, even if they catch, you know, some average fish and let them go, they don't remember those fish for a lifetime. It's all those other experiences that you have out on the water. You teach somebody something, you know, you teach them. Uh, a, a secret way that you tie your hooks or put your rods away or whatever it is, a secret way that you rig baits they're going to remember that for a lifetime far beyond, you know, a two pound walleye that they catch or, a, you know, pound and a half largemouth bass. So passing on that information is wildly important. But I, I love, I love when people go out and they just say, we want to catch fish because that's what really everybody should be doing. It drives me nuts when I, I see, um, you know, especially, I don't want to put walleye anglers into a category, but I'm going to right now. <laughs> you know, walleye anglers go out, and they catch a, a, a nice northern pike, you know, even if it's, you know, five or six pounds, which today, that's a pretty nice northern pike, and they grumble about it. Yeah, they really? don't even want to let it gonna, in their boat for some people. Right, <laughs> right. Don't don't bring that in my boat. Are you serious? You just caught a really nice fish. Yeah, yeah. It's and, valuable. They all have value.
2: And I think a lot of anglers would probably have more fun on the water if they were learned to branch out a little bit and to go out and fish for whatever it is on that lake that's biting at that time.
3: Absolutely, I, I and that's really important when you're taking kids out for sure. I mean, if you take a youngster out and you specifically are trying to catch walleyes and that bite is off, you're going to ruin them. There's only one thing worse you could do, and that's take a mustard fish. Yeah. You know, get yeah. those yeah. kids hooked. Get them reps. Get them repetition. Get them fighting those fish. And it, it doesn't matter if it's even a, a sunfish that's not a nice sunfish. They are enamored with all of that. All of that is fascinating to them. To even be able to drop over the side of the boat and see those fish come up, they would rather do that than go and catch a trophy-sized walleye most of the time.
0: Here's my question, and that is um, for, for my listeners, for us, if we're going to head out tomorrow, it's late July. Okay, we don't care what we catch. We just want to catch fish. Give us your one, two, and three of um, presentations or tactics that you're going you're to recommend to just have a great time.
3: Absolutely. I mean, you've seen a lot uh, about power corking lately and using the forward-facing sonar. If you don't own forward-facing sonar, that is totally okay. You don't need that to go out and catch fish. But I feel like there's a rejuvenation of using slip bobbers now. And I think that's great because we all learned how to fish watching a cork go down. And there's still something very cathartic about doing that. So you don't get, you don't need to get super technical about it. You don't even need a slip bobber if you're up in shallow water. Use a spring bobber. Put some live bait on a hook and see what wants to eat it. You know, get up there with a leech or a chunk of night crawler and just see what happens and relive some of those memories. I love live bait rigging. I love using a a lindy lindy rig or live bait rig. And a lot of people go, well, you put a leech on that or you put a night crawler. You can put whatever you want on it. I love using bigger minnows on them. I love using leeches. I love using crawlers. That is a technique that you don't have to be super technical about. And I use that a lot when I'm guiding because people can even mess up. They can do things wrong and they can still land fish. They can entirely miss a hook set. Doesn't matter real fast. Those hooks are sharp. You're going to catch the fish. And then my number three, man, the number of fish that you can catch on a plastic worm. And I'm not talking about a, a Texas rig worm. Uh, if you want a wacky rig, it that's great. You're primarily going to catch bass, but take what they now call a Ned rig, which drives me nuts because we've been using that same technique for 40 years, and we just called it a jig worm. But it's taking a you know sixteenth or an eighth ounce head and threading a plastic worm on there. It doesn't have to be one of these little you know Ned bodies that's three inches long. You can use a five inch senko, You can use a, a ribbon tail six or seven inch ribbon tail worm you can really experiment with what you've got on the end the keys to that though make sure your worm's straight on the shank of the hook because if it curves around and especially after catching a few fish then that bait's just going to rotate through the water it's going to twist up your line the fish aren't going to eat it anyway so just make sure that it's straight on the hook one thing you can do put a little dab of gel super glue right on the top of that worm before you thread it on the jig head and it's going to save you a lot
2: that's a great tip. That's a very good tip. Is that one of the tips I would learn if I was fishing in your boat?
3: Absolutely. You would also learn that I I keep that super glue in my glove box because sometimes I have to re-glue rod tips <laughs> when the ceramic gets, gets popped out of them from people reeling their lindy rigs into their rod tips, so you want another tip there. You can get some little silicone balls that are for slip bobbers um, and lindy rigging you can find those by the slip bobbers in the in the tackle shop. Put one of those on between your weight and the rod tip with the Lindy rig. And I use, I use worm weights. I would use bullet weights because they don't spin in the water. They don't rotate. They don't twist up. And they go through the weeds really slick. But put one of those little um, rubber balls on there, and it'll save your rod tips.
2: All right. Tips from Goldfish Guide Service, Jason Durham. Jason, thank you very much. If people want to find you, uh, if, if they maybe want to book a trip from you and get the full four-hour or, or eight-hour fishing lesson, how do they get a hold of you?
3: Well, and I urge anybody to reach out, even under no obligation to do a guide trip. I'm an open book for anybody fishing-related. My number is 218-252-2278. You can find me on social media, Facebook or Instagram, under either Jason Derm or GoFish. And You can always get a hold of me on my website, which is go-fish-guides.com.
2: One of the nicest guys in the fishing business. Thanks very much, Jason, for coming on Gone Outdoors.
3: Hey, thanks, fellas, for having me, and good luck to everybody that's heading out on the lake
0: well, it is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available, boys. Ben the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.